Lord, you can do better than that. This is God's word, not Pastor Eben's word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, Father, we thank you for this time that we have to fellowship around your word. Thank you that your word gives us light. It's a lamp unto our feet. It's a light unto our path. And it gives direction for wherever we are in life. So I submit myself to you and I thank you for the anointing of God to teach your people your word. And I pray that every heart that is open will not leave this place spiritually unfed. And I thank you today that their lives will be changed and their faith will be raised in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you this morning. Amen. We started a new series of lessons entitled The Life of a Giver. Say the life of a giver. And the goal of this series is to help you see that God's method to prosper his people is through giving. It is God's will for us to prosper, but we must follow his plan to experience these blessings in a tangible way. Can somebody say amen to that? Now, the goal of this series is to provide understanding regarding God's plan to prosper And to activate the principles in that plan so that we can live an all-sufficient life on a consistent basis. So our lesson title today is First Things First, Part 2. We started last week. Now, for those of you who are hearing me for the first time and for those of you who who were not here when I started my series, I'm going to give you a disclaimer. Here's a disclaimer. Unfortunately, the average person has never or not been properly taught regarding giving. Therefore, the supernatural benefits that should accompany giving, giving are often never experienced. My heart is to help people, and since I've been giving for years, I know that it works. My goal every year as a pastor is to take four to six weeks out of the year to focus on this one subject because it is very important. The only way to get faith concerning something is to hear it. Because I'm convinced that giving is God's method of blessing his people. That's why I choose to teach it and I do it without flinching. Do you know if somebody came up to me and they were poor, I'd still ask them to give? The widow, there was a woman in the Bible and she only had two mites. I think that came up to be like half a penny in our day. And she brought it in and she put it and Jesus was watching everybody give the offering. That's how we know how much she put in there. Because the scripture says, Jesus said to everybody, she gave more than them all. Well, she gave more than all because that was all she had. And so what I want you to see out of that is, number one, God watches us when we give. But also, it's not really about the amount. It's about you obeying what God told you to do. Can somebody say amen to that? Now, I want you to please open your heart and be prepared to open your hand. To hear the word of God. Now go to Philippians chapter 1. Go to Philippians chapter 1. Because this point here is going to help some of you all who've gone through some bad churches. 
You say, well, pastor, there have been some bad churches. Yeah, you know, because some of y'all have been to it, been some, some of those bad churches. Amen. So here's my first point. They, they liked those scriptures last week, too. I heard some visitors. They love you putting that up there. I was like, wow, praise the Lord. Philippians chapter 1. Here's my point. Those who preach and teach giving, even for the wrong reason, God will still honor his word to those who obey. I'm going to say it again. Those who preach and teach on giving, even if they're doing it for the wrong reason, God will still honor his word and bless the person who obeys it. Now go to Philippians chapter 1, look in verse 15. Watch this. I thought this was awesome. It said, this is, this is Paul talking. He says, some indeed preach Christ out of what? Envy. Come on, class. Envy. Out of envy and out of what else? strife and then some do it out of goodwill see some people you can't put all preachers in the same category everybody ain't the same he says some do it out of goodwill then he said in verse 16 the one that preached christ of contention not sincerely supposing to add affliction to my bonds in other words there are some people who are preaching for the wrong reason but watch what paul says in the next verse he says what then he he says uh Let's read verse 17. He says, but the other of love, knowing that I am set forth for the defense of the gospel. He says, what then, notwithstanding, in every way, whether it it is in pretense or in truth, Christ is being preached. So you got to now lay aside what Reverend Pharaoh did at your old church, because I'm not Reverend Pharaoh. But even if you obeyed Reverend Pharaoh, if he was teaching you out of the word, don't let that seed you planted in that old church still go to waste. Because if you trust God's word, that's what you should have been trusting anyway. Now go real quickly. Go over now to Numbers chapter 20. I'm going to prove this point one more time. Numbers chapter 20. Here is my point again. Those who preach and teach are those. Let me just say, forget teaching, preaching. Those who who, uh, represent God. If they mess up, God will still bless you. Amen. Amen. See, don't worry. Don't ever worry about if a pastor is doing right or not. Time will tell. Amen. And unfortunately, the ones that you see that didn't do right that's on TV, that's really the minority. Amen. Numbers chapter 20, verse 6. Now watch this. And Moses and Aaron went from the presence of the assembly... Unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation and they fell on their faces. Watch this now. Verse 7. And the Lord spoke to who? He spoke to Moses. He said, take the rod, Moses, and gather the assembly together. You and Aaron, thy brother, and speak you unto the rock. What did he tell tell him to do? He told him to do what to the rock? He said, Moses, I want you to speak to the rock. Before their eyes. And it will bring forth what? Water. And you shall bring forth to them water out of the rock. So thou shalt you know, give, give the congregation and their beast drinks. Let's see what Moses did. And Moses took the rock from before the Lord as he commanded him. And Moses and Aaron gathered the congregation together before the rock. And he said to them, hear you now you rebels. Must we feed you with water out of this rock? And Moses lifted up his hand. And with his rod, what did he do? He what? He smote the rock. Stop right there. Did he obey God's instructions? 
No, he did not. God told him to speak to the rock, but he was so upset with the peoples that he said, that government, I'm just going to hit the rock. Well, let's see what happened anyway. What did I leave off? Okay, look, watch this now. And Moses lifted his hand and with his rod, he smote the rock twice. And the water came out abundantly and the congregation drank and their beasts also. Watch this now, though. And the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron and said, because you didn't believe me and sanctify me in the eyes of the children of Israel. He said, therefore, watch this now. You shall not bring this congregation into the land which I have chosen to, to give them. In other words, he told Moses, you didn't obey me. So you're not going to see the promised land, but you won't get in it. And here's my point I want you to see. Even if the person representing God did it for the wrong reason, do you notice that God still let water come out the rock? Because he cared more about the people than the person that was representing. Boy, that's good preaching right there, boy. That is good. Ooh, I am doing good. I need a Martin Luther King fan right now. <laughs> All right. Go over to Malachi chapter 3. Go to Malachi chapter 3. Malachi chapter 3, that's the last Bible, in, uh, the last book in the Old Testament. Because we have started talking about tithing. Now, remember, God is a God of principles, protocol, and promises. A principle is a fixed or determined policy or the way something should, uh, uh, or what something needs to be done. And then protocol is a code of correct conduct. It, it is... The way God wants us to do something. And then the promise is what God gives us when we obey him. And so we have to remember that when it comes to giving. Because if God tells you to give a certain way, he wants you to give it that way. And so we talked about tithing last week. And so in Malachi chapter 3, verse 8, it says, will a man rob who? Will a man rob God? Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. Yes, they can. Now look at your other neighbor and say, neighbor, are you robbing him? Amen. He said, will a man rob God? He said, yeah, you have robbed me. But they said, how have we robbed you? Read it with me, congregation. In tithes and in what? See, people think you just rob God in tithes. You also rob God when you don't give offering. Amen. And so we looked up the word tithe, this, that's, that, since that's my focus. And the word tithes there means a tenth part or 10%. Everybody say 10%. 10%. We looked at why we ought to tithe. I want to quickly go over to Le, uh, Leviticus chapter 27. Leviticus 27. I'm really doing good with my time this morning. Leviticus 27. Leviticus 27. Why should a person tithe? Leviticus chapter 27. Watch this now. Look in verse now 30. Leviticus 27, 30. It says now, none devoted. Am I in the right one? Leviticus 27. Okay, all right. I got it. I was on the wrong chapter. And all the tithe. How much of the tithe? All the tithe of the land. Whether it comes from the seed of the land or from the fruit of the tree. Whose is it? It's the Lord's. Watch this now. And then he says, it is what? It is holy unto the Lord. That means the tithe of everything. Now go to Exodus quickly. That's the second book in the, in the uh, Old Testament. Go to Exodus. Let me show you something else. Exodus chapter 13. 
Exodus 13. We just read there that he said all the tithe that comes from the, the tree and the ground belongs to the Lord. But then look at Exodus chapter 13 verse 1. It says, and the Lord spoke unto Moses saying, sanctify me all the firstborn. What, watch this now. Whatever opens the womb among the children of Israel, both man and beast, who does it belong to? Who does it belong to? It belongs to the Lord. So now let's go back to Malachi. Go back to Malachi. I should have told you to keep your hand out. In fact, just put your rib in there because we may keep referring back to that. But I want you to go back to something because some people wonder why. Now, I remember I said, now, God is a God of principles. He's a God of protocol and he's a God of promises. And see, what you don't understand, you focus in on principles and, and promises and protocol right now. See, one of the principles is stop at the red light. That's the principle. The protocol is you better slow your car down before you get there. And the promise is you won't get a ticket. But you break that protocol and see what happens. You, know, you may not got caught the first time. But see, now I was at the light the other day. And I saw this, you know how you be in the middle of the lane. I mean, you're middle because, you know, you're trying to wait to turn because cars are coming. And so you get all the way out there. So if it turned red, you still say, hey, I, I still ought to be able to go. And there was a car out there like that. But then I noticed that a picture flashed, flashed. I was like, I'm on TV. But what it was, they got cameras at these lights now. And see, whoever that was in front of me, they going to get a nice little picture of themselves and a ticket in the mail. In other words, you got to follow the protocol. Amen. Now watch Malachi chapter three, watch verse nine. He says, you are cursed with a curse because you've robbed me. So here's why I want people, want people to see this. When you don't follow the protocol of what God tells you to do, it's not him cursing you. Just like it ain't the police giving you a ticket. The ticket is not issued until you break the protocol. Are you with me? Just like gravity. It works as long as you work with it. But the moment you break the protocol of gravity, guess what happens? However high you are, you're going to fall. Well, when we don't obey God, when he tells us to give the way we good, the way we should, we reap the consequences. Now, if you notice, when we read it, it said that the tithe was holy to God. Y'all remember that part? See, here's the thing. Here's a general rule in the Old Testament. Go to Genesis chapter 3 very quickly. Genesis 3, we're close to it. That's not bad. Keep your hand on Malachi. We might come back. Genesis chapter 3. See, here's the rule that took place in the Old Testament. The clean must be sacrificed, but the unclean must be redeemed. See, back then, they didn't have Jesus to forgive them for their sins. So they had to go and offer up animals. But God had protocol about himself. You couldn't just bring him anything. And so in order now, watch this now, in order for your sins to be really covered not necessarily forgiven but i guess you can call it that for the meantime what they did is a clean animal had to be sacrificed and then if let's say let's say one of your donkeys or let's say sheep one of your sheep have its first sheep everything that came out first from the womb belonged to god so you know what that farmer had to do or that sheepman had to do he had to go and sacrifice that first lamb because it belonged to god and then everything else they were able to keep now that's why in the new testament we were unclean now everything that was unclean had to be 
Redeemed. Well, who redeemed us? Jesus redeemed us. So we see in the New Testament a a shadow of a principle in the Old Testament. Now watch this. Genesis chapter 3. Look at verse 21. See, some people think that... uh, uh, let me just show you this principle. Some people think, but tithe, that's Old Testament stuff. I ain't doing that stuff. Well, let me tell you something. Is thou shalt not kill? Is that Old Testament or new? <laughs> Go on and kill somebody. We'll see. <laughs> Go on and just kill them. We'll see what you, we'll see your face on the news. <laughs> I want to show you that this, this rule, the clean or um, uh, the unclean must be redeemed by something sacrificial. Watch what happened. Remember when, when uh, Adam and Eve, when they messed up? When they messed up, they covered themselves up with leaves. You know, they wanted to have a hallelujah skirt on, right? But then look in verse 21. He says, unto Adam and also unto his wife, did the Lord God make coats of what? skins and clothing what do you think he got the coat of skin from from animals that's the first reference that we can see that an animal got killed to cover their sins do y'all see that okay so watch this go to first chronicles 13 first chronicles y'all are doing pretty good right now y'all, y'all keep your faces happy now keep your faces happy first chronicles 13 watch this now i'm gonna show you something When we keep or touch what is holy to God, the things that we keep become cursed. But when I honor God with what what, what, what he told me to, it brings blessings to me. In other words, when he said the tithe is holy, if I keep that, it brings a curse on me. Now watch this now. But if I do what he tells me to do, it brings a blessing. Watch this. First Chronicles 13. Look in verse 7. Are you there? Say, I'm there. Okay, watch this now. Now, Let me show you what happened. Let me just say this. The Ark of the Covenant represented the presence of God in the Old Testament. Okay? In other words, God contained himself in a box for them. They they couldn't get the concept. So his presence was in this Ark. And they took this. And wherever the Ark was, whoever was with it got blessed. As long as they obeyed the protocol. Say protocol. And so watch this now. The Ark had gotten stolen from some enemies. And so David, then were, they were returning this Ark. And so in verse 7 it says, and they carried the Ark of God in a new cart. So they said, you know what, we're going to put together a new cart. The old one got too beat up. We're going to put it on a new one. And so they put it on a new cart. Now watch this now. Out of the house of Abinadad and Uzzah and Ahoah drove the cart. And David and all Israel played before God with all of their might and with singing and with harps and with psalteries and with timbrels and with cymbals and with trumpets. You know why they were so excited? Because they knew that the presence of God always brought blessings. Now watch what happened though. And when they came to the threshing floor, Uzzah put forth his hand to hold on to the ark because the ox stumbled. Remember now the ox was pulling this big old wagon which, which held up the ark. And so when the ox stumbled, the ark, I guess, started shaking. So Uzzah, trying to do what was right, but he broke protocol. Because nobody but the Levites were supposed to touch the ark. So Uzzah, thinking he was doing the right thing, he touched it. Now, let's see what happened. Watch this now. Looking now in verse, in verse, where am I at? Ten. No, verse nine. And they came into the threshing floor. Uzzah put forth his hand to the ark. For the ox stumbled, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah, and he smote him because he put his hand on the ark, and he died. 
That man died because he broke protocol. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I ain't going to do that. Now, watch this now. I'm going to show you something else. Go to Joshua chapter 7. Well, no, no, no. No, let's keep reading because I'm going to show you something. I'm going to show you something. Watch this, verse 12. And David was afraid of God that day, saying, how can I bring the ark of, uh, of God home? So David brought not the ark home to himself, to the city of David, but he carried it aside into the house of Oba-Edom. Say Oba-Edom. Now watch this. As long as you obey the protocols of God, the blessings flow. Let's see what Oba-Edom did with this ark when they brought it to him. Look in verse number 14. And the ark of God remained with the family of Oba-Edom in his house for how long? Three months. And the Lord did what? The Lord blessed the house of Oba-Edom and all that he had. Because Oba-Edom had respect for the protocol and the things of God. That's why when it comes to giving, you, you can't just treat it like anything. You're worshiping God with your giving. Now go to Joshua chapter 6. Joshua chapter 6. I forgot to start my clock, but I'm doing all right. Joshua chapter 6. Go to Joshua 6. Let me show you something here. And, and this is to help some of y'all. Because see, some of y'all are trying to figure out why, why catastrophes are going on in your life. Well, let me help you. Joshua chapter 6. Look in verse 16. Joshua 6, 16. There was this dude. His name was Achan. And Achan, let's just see what happened to Achan. Joshua chapter 6, look in verse 16. There is no Joshua 6, 16. Oh, yes, sir, I'm in 16. I'm like, wait, wait a minute, what is going on here? Wrong Bible. Okay. <laughs> Wrong chapter, that's what it is. And it came to, I'm in uh, Joshua 6, 16. And it came to pass at the seventh time when the priest blew the trumpet, Joshua said to the people, shout, for the Lord has given you the city. See, God had told them this was the first city that God wanted the children of Israel to attack. But God told them, everything in that city now, it belongs to me. Because it's the first one. Remember, everything that comes out of the womb, everything that comes off the tree, if it's first, it's mine. And so he already told them that up front. Let's see what happened. And the city, watch this now, shall be what? It's cursed. Why is it cursed? Because it belongs to who? If I keep it, it's cursed. If God keeps it, it's blessed. All right, now watch what happened now. And look in verse 18. And it shall be in any wise, keep yourself from the accursed thing, lest you make yourselves accursed. Watch this now. Lest you take of the accursed thing and make the whole camp cursed. Now, let's just jump now, now to Joshua chapter 7 and verse 18. Because there was this man named Achan. He decided, you know, he saw some nice jewelry, Rolexes. He saw some Armani suits. And he was like, I want that. So let's see what happened now in Joshua chapter 7. What, what verse did I tell you? What verse? Okay, let's look in verse 18. Well, let's, let's, let's jump up. Look at verse 13. Let's look at verse 12. <laughs> Therefore, the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies. In other words, they went to go fight and got beat up real bad with a, with a little city. I mean, little bitty city just beat them up bad. They was like, whoa, what happened? Somebody messed up. So they came together. And then in verse uh, 13, it says, sanctify the people uh, and sanctify yourselves against tomorrow. For, for thus said the Lord of God, the Lord God, there is a cursed thing among you. 
In other words, God knew somebody had stole something from that city. Watch this now. Verse 15. And it shall be that he that is taken with the accursed thing shall be burnt with fire, he and all that he has, because he transgressed the covenant of the Lord. Oh, my God. Lord Jesus. Now, let's just look at verse 19. And Joshua said unto Achan, my son, give, I pray you, the glory to God of Israel and make your confession unto him. See, what happened is Joshua lined all the families up and just started asking, did you do it? Did you do it? Did you do it? Did you do it? No, 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 no. Well, now he's at Achan. Let's see what Achan said. He said, make your confession unto him and tell me now, what have you done? Hide it not from me. And Achan answered Joshua and said, indeed, I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel. And this is what I've done. When I saw among the spoils a good Babylonian garment. See, y'all thought I was talking about playing when I was saying he saw something like Armani. See, that's Armani right there. He, saw, he said, I saw a goodly Babylonian garment and 200 shackles of silver and a wedge of gold and 50 shekels of weight. And, and I coveted them. And then what did he do? He took them. And behold, they are hid in the earth. He took. The first thing that didn't belong to him. Well, what did God say was going to happen? Well, we're not going to read the rest of the story because I want to keep this on an on a upbeat. But they, put his, they burnt up his whole family. They put his wives in there, his kids, all his possessions. They put it in a hole. They stone him and they burn him up. Just because he, he saw this, his dress. I mean, not a dress. He saw this suit that he liked. Now, watch this now. Go back to Malachi. I told you to keep your hand there. Go back to Malachi. All right. Malachi. I know some of the visitors saying, oh, my God, I didn't know I was going to hear this today. Lord Jesus, can I get out? No, you can't leave right now. Ushers lock the doors. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Watch this now. Protection is guaranteed when I do things God's way. Because watch now, Malachi chapter 3, look in verse 10. He said, bring all the tithes into the, into the what? The what? The storehouse. You know, someone asked me a good question last week. They said, Pastor, can I give my tithe to someone who's struggling? No, because the tithe belongs to the person who is able to bless you, and that person can't bless you. Amen. Who does the tithe belong to? It belongs to, belongs to God. So you bring it to the storehouse. The storehouse represents the church. Watch this now. That there be me, me, meat in my house. Now watch what he says. He says, improve me now, says the Lord, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and do what? Pour you out of what? Blessing that there's not room enough to receive. Now that's not talking about money coming out of the sky. God will give you some creative ideas. He'll give, open up favor for you. Man, I got about five testimonies this week that just amazed me that God is blessing people in this church. Now, watch this now. He goes on to say, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither the vine shall cast her fruit before the time, says the Lord. In other words, God is saying, I will protect your stuff. When you do things God's way, he will protect you. So while everybody else is getting laid off, you can just sit up there and just enjoy yourself. Amen. Just wave at everybody. Bye. I'll be praying for you. I'll be praying for you. I'll be praying for you. You say, well, Pastor, what if I get, la- get laid off? All things work together for good who, the, for those who love the Lord and call to his purpose. It's going to work out for me anyway. So I just, just look at him and say, don't worry about me, girl. Everything's all right. Are you tithing? You better start. <laughs> Amen. Watch this now. God's hand of protection helps to maintain what he blesses me with. Now, let's close with this scripture. 
Go to Deuteronomy 26. We'll stop right here. Let me, I'm going to show you something. This is going to bless your socks off right here. Deuteronomy 26. I am so hungry. You know, I forgot. I ate breakfast so early this morning, so my stomach, y'all hear my stomach growling? Y'all hear it? I am. I'm, 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 I might have fought it. You don't know. I don't know. It wasn't a fight. I'm, I'm just hungry. I'm just hungry. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Some of y'all smile. Everybody smile. Everybody smile. Just look at this smile. Okay, we're going to close with this. But here's what I want you to see. You have the right to expect God to bless you when, he, when you do what he told, tells you to do. You have the right to expect him to bless you. And I want you to put a demand on that. It, he shouldn't have said it. If, if he didn't want to do it, he shouldn't have said it. And watch this, Deuteronomy 26. I know that's kind of strong for some of y'all. Deuteronomy 26, watch verse 12. He says, when you have made an end of tithing, all the tithes of all the increase, the third year, which the Lord, which is the year of tithing, and you have given it to the Levite, and, the, and it says the strangers, because the Levite is one that, you know, they dispersed all that kind of stuff. Watch verse 13. Then thou shalt say before the Lord your God, I have brought away the hallow or the holy things from my house, and I have given them unto who? The Levite. In other words, they brought it into the storehouse. Look, I'm dropping down. He says, I have not transgressed thy commandments, neither have I forgotten them. Look at now verse 14. He says, I have not even eaten thereof a morning. I haven't taken anything that's unclean. But look at verse 15. Look down from your holy habitation from heaven and bless your people. In other words, they say, Lord, we done done what you told us to do. So we need you to now look down and bless us. And you have the right to ask God to bless you because you've done what God wants you to do. And some of you all, you're not expecting him to bless you. And see, you got to have faith. You, see, expectation is faith. So some of y'all, the reason that tithing may not be working because you're not expecting nothing. You're just doing it. You're just doing it. Oh, I'm just doing it. You've been doing it for years. But I'm saying do it with some expectation that God's going to bless you. And start look, see, you know, people who look for blessing look different from people who don't look for blessing. Man, I'm looking for blessing in every way. You got my blessing? You got my blessing? You got my blessing? Do you have my blessing? Somebody got my blessing over here. In other words, when you obey God, you have the right to expect him to bless you. Because God is a God of blessing. Amen. Amen. With every head bowed and every eye closed, you may be here this morning. And you've never received Jesus Christ as your personal Savior.